Thrill Me. This show is part of the Thrill Me Podcast Network. Experience more on Facebook and YouTube. It's time for the Mr. Wonderful Show. Here's your host, Mr. Wonderful. Hey, everybody. Welcome into another episode of the Mr. Wonderful Show from the at-home studio this week. And like I said a couple weeks back now, this is going to be probably the new norm. Some later drops on Wednesdays. But we are here, happy to be talking the news and entertainment of the past 24 hours, and yeah, there's there's a few things to get to. We're going to talk about Jordan Peele, uh, plus the movie prop that will give you nightmares that has found the light of day again, and we'll start off with the Winnie the Pooh uh, Blood and Honey horror movie trailer in just a moment, but want to remind you that if you haven't done it yet, give a like to the Throw Me Podcast Network on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Haunters Podcast on Instagram as well, and that will keep you up to date on everything happening with the Throw Me Podcast Network. There's a new episode of The Metal Groove with Tombstone Josh out where he counts down the top 10 Foo Fighters songs according to him. It's a great episode to go check out now. That drops every Monday. Review it, Rob. He's out. He's got a lot of your headlines as well, a lot of the news and notes. He does a review of the Beavis and Butthead season that's on paramount plus now and i gotta say he's pretty spot on it is a really enjoyable season of what they've been pulling off with the beavis and butthead revival reboot reimagining whatever the hell we're calling it these days tomorrow new episode of improper guidance is going to be out and there is a new episode of haunters podcast out with the hype list of halloween horror nights 31 so we give our hype list we hear from the listener as well on that episode and what their hype lists are. Lots of great shows to go around, keeping you entertained all week long while you work, while you drive, while you just hang out at home with a glass of wine. Whatever it is, wherever you're listening, we thank you. And thank you for hitting the subscribe button. So as I mentioned, the trailer is finally here for the Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey movie. Now, earlier this year, if you missed it, I don't know how you missed it because the internet went absolutely nuts when a series of images from this upcoming movie started to make the rounds. It showed Winnie the Pooh and Piglet, those beloved characters that you know from your childhood, looking ultra creepy as they're about to go on a murderous rampage in a low-budget horror film. And really the most shocking part of it was that it was a very real movie. And it was coming a lot sooner than later, and that continued now with the first trailer arriving, and I'll just say, my reaction to this trailer is, wow, this is low budget for sure, but one that's not going to be skimping on the blood or the shock value. We get a glimpse of Christopher Robin all grown up taking a young woman that he seems to fancy to the 100-acre wood to see his old pals. However, after being abandoned for several years, Pooh and Piglet decided that they've had enough of it, and they got a little bloody to emphasize just how the filmmakers are not pulling punches. We even see a shot of uh, Ehor's grave. Uh, 
so yeah, they're 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 coming right out in this. Uh, the body count just looks like it's going to be through the roof. I actually think Christopher Robin's going to die in the open of this. That's the impression I get, which is then going to lead us to the group of scandally clad women that end up in Pooh and Piglet's murderous rampage path. But I don't care. It looks tropey with the hot tub, the pool scene, the cars, among a bunch of other places. But... As long as it leans into it, like, again, I enjoyed the shock, the Sharknado, went Boston there for a second, but I enjoyed the Sharknado films for how goofy they were and how they leaned into that and how they just had fun. So this looks like it could potentially be that level of fun. Like, it's going to have a bigger budget, which is crazy to say. But it's not going to rely on the bad CGI that made part of Sharknado so fun was watching Ian Zeering and Tara Reid with really bad sharks flying around them. Like, this looks like it's got a bit of a budget. And again, the blood does not look like they're going to be skimping out on that. Now, that doesn't mean we're going to actually see a lot of the deaths. There's one, the, the pool sequence in the trailer does seem a little bit like that could be a cop-out moment, like we saw the whole thing. And that's cool. Still a cool moment looks like it's going to be a fun moment like you know that's this film has i cannot believe i'm going to say this has potential even though as far as the plot goes and i know the director rice waterfield said that you know tried to give an example of a plot but i mean really it's just it seems like the whole concept is christopher robin abandoned them they then started living a difficult life, Pooh and Piglet and the rest of the gang, and Pooh and Piglet specifically got hit hard and have decided to start killing people. So, I, I, again, we don't have a release date for this, which, you know, hopefully we're hearing uh, about that very soon. But they keep saying it's due to arrive later this year, and now that we've got a, a trailer out, you know, I think... I think I think we're going to be seeing this. I'm I'm hoping we see this in time for Halloween, but I could also see potentially this coming out like in November as a family like the weird twisted you traditionally watch would watch a family thing around Thanksgiving. Well, here's your family thing being completely tormented into a nightmarish reality. Witty the Pooh, Blood and Honey coming to a roku channel near you or actually i don't even know if it's going to be on roku i think it might be an on-demand film uh, but either way if, if it's on demand i will pay for the rental on that i'm not going to buy it i'll pay for the rental on it so someone just found uh, a prop that will absolutely give you nightmares now everybody remembers Hopefully you remember the planted Hollywood restaurants all over the world and had celebrity memorabilia there, all of that stuff. Stallone, Schwarzenegger, I think Bruce Willis, uh, a few other of the heavy hitter action stars brought these restaurants to the world thinking that it would sell. And, you know, listen, they weren't bad. They were pretty damn average. But someone uh, in Australia, there was an Australian woman named Bay Bellingham, and she just came across perhaps the most quirky, unique 
and terrifying antique you will ever find. It was in a store in New South Wales, and she discovered a naked, crouching, life-size replica of Sylvester Stallone that is really, truly the stuff of nightmares. And it's a replica of a prop from the 1993 movie Demolition Man from when his character was cryogenically frozen. So it's got, like, the weird Stallone face going on where it's like, you know, like... I'm cryogenically frozen. I'm naked. I'm just, I'm naked, man. Just, you know, I don't know what's happening. My, my clothes are gone. I told him to cryogenically freeze me and keep my clothes on, but I couldn't keep my clothes on. So, you know, it's, it really is. And that, and, and I mentioned the Planet Hollywood restaurants because apparently that's where it's from. And it used to hang from the ceilings of Planet Hollywood restaurants. So I cannot even imagine the idea of sitting in a Planet Hollywood restaurant looking up and there's a replica Sylvester Stallone with like the lower lip just kind of hanging there a little bit and just like get gazed off look man just you know look it off in the distance and the abs and the chest and like you can kind of see my pee pee but it's not really that because it's a replica so you know they couldn't actually replicate that. But that's, but you know, and and oh god, yeah. So this thing used to hang from the ceiling. Uh, apparently, Stallone had a bunch of them made for Planet Hollywood restaurants all over the world, uh, including the one in Sydney, which closed back in two thousand and two, and that's where this ended up being found. So, uh, yeah, that's. It, it's if you wanted Sylvester Stallone naked props, you got a chance to probably find them now because they're out there. I didn't know they were out there, but they're out there, and now you all need to know, and now you all need to honestly. I'm gonna say go give the photos a look if you haven't seen them yet. They really, again, truly are terrifying. Jordan Peele's Nope has made uh, well over $100 million at the domestic box office. And that might mean sequel is on the horizon. Uh, Jordan Peele actually was talking with the New York Times, and he started to address some fan theories regarding the mysterious character listed as nobody on IMDb. And that's when he hinted that there might be a sequel to Nope on the way. He said that the story of that character is yet to be told. I can tell you that, which is another frustrating way of saying I'm glad people are paying attention. I do think they will get more answers on some of these things in the future. We're not overtelling all of these stories. Uh, and I guess it came because nobody is played by uh, Michael Bush. And the character didn't make the movie, but he was seen in the trailer. So... Fans didn't let the uncredited character go unnoticed. It sparked a lot of online debate, what it could possibly mean. Uh, they're doing a lot of internet detective work, trying to puzzle together things because, you know, it's a Jordan Peele movie. We're assuming that this is just the beginning layer of the onion and more and more of it's going to be unfolding. Even though, as I've said with this movie, I think this is a much more, this is not a much more, this is his most straightforward film. Get Out, there are a lot of layers to peel back. Us, there's a lot to peel back on that as far as commentary goes where Nope was just very much I'm making a spectacle 
a sci-fi spectacle, the likes of what Steven Spielberg and George Lucas used to do in the 70s and in the 80s and stuff. So, you know, Nope was very straightforward, but people reading a lot into it. And I guess there was a little more to the onion to be pulled back, a little more to the layer to be pulled back. And fans have figured it out, some fans that speculated, and Jordan Peele has confirmed that, yeah, this character, there's more to tell. Uh, and it seems like we're going to get some form of a sequel to Nope. Uh, now, it has made uh, more than $115 million since its opening. I said more than $100 million, but want to give it its actual due, more than $115 million since it opened back in July. And yeah, it's the first $100 million original domestic box office since Jordan Peele's Us. And he seems to be the only person that's actually making original content, which I do not have an issue with IP and stuff like that. But this would be Jordan Peele if he is moving forward with the Nope sequel. It's going to be the first time he sequelizes one of his films, which I'm interested to see that. I'm curious where else the story would go with the way that Nope finished. Uh, Would it be something that happened you know, prior to the events of what happened at the ranch? Would it be a story that is a little more like uh, Stephen Yen and doesn't so much follow the Nope trajectory but tells another story of something that ties into it? Because, uh, you know, as I when, I when I did my review of Nope and I talked about it, I, I, I love the parallels between the 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 brother sister and and the family and Stephen Yen, uh, Daniel, um, Daniel Kalua and Kiki Palmer's characters and and Yen and how they're kind of the opposites. Like his backstory is very relevant to the story being told because it it's a bit of an algorithm. It's part of that algorithm, uh, algorithm, haha, the analogy and all that stuff. It's, it, it really is the minute we got that backstory. That's when I looked at my fiance and, and said, and told her something. And then eventually it all came to fruition. Cause I was like, this, this is actually really important. It seemed very out of place at first, but there is a reason to this story being told. And it, compares to their story very well so i'm you know is this going to be one of those where like there's that other story going on that connects with all of them as well so yeah jordan peele's nope seems like it's moving forward with the sequel and hey i I, nope is on my short list so far of best films for 2022 and I'm not opposed to getting a sequel. It's like another one of the films that's on my short list so far for best films of 2022 X. It's getting a prequel and I am okay with that. And we're going to get that prequel this year. I'm like, unlike Pearl, we're not going to see Nope part two or Nope the beginning or yep or whatever they call it. We're not going to see that probably for about another, I would imagine, another two years because I figure if anything, he's writing it now or he's at least outlining it and then pre-production, production, filming, all that stuff. So it'll be a little bit on that, unlike Pearl, where it was like, hey, so my goth, before you go, here's a script that I also wrote when I was, when we were in the quarantine 
you want to just stick around since we have the sets built and shoot a prequel? Yeah, give it to me. So, you know, we didn't get that with, with Nope. But thankfully, we're getting that with Pearl coming out later this year, which that's a trailer. Oh, I never did a trailer reaction to that one or talked about that one. But if you haven't seen the Pearl trailer, go watch that. And also, if you haven't seen Nope yet, go watch that film. Uh, but also go watch X. Uh, yeah, X is absolutely incredible as well. So that'll do it for this week. Short episode, I know. Uh, kind of really light in the news. Uh, you know, like I said, Review It Rob covered a lot of stuff yesterday. So if you want to know about Tusk 2, he's got you covered there. Uh, he's got you covered with some reviews. I really haven't seen anything new. So review-wise, it's kind of light for me. I do have a list of movies that I have to go see at Regal, hopefully real soon. But just been a busy time for me of late due to a lot of things with work. It's fair season where I'm at, and that means I have a lot of nights where I'm up way later than I traditionally am, I'm out doing things, and football season's about to start up college-wise in the town I live in as well, which is, so it's hard, it's, it's getting to that, the lull of August into the full fall in September, and films like Don't Worry Darling, which I'll be truthfully honest, Don't Worry Darling coming out next month, I'm I'm unsure if I really want to see that movie anymore due to everything going on with with that situation. And it's not a Shia, oh, I'm Team Shia. It's a, my God, everything from Olivia's I fired Shia because I'm pro-women and, and I, you know, Florence Pugh was struggling to Shia being like, that is not what happened. And actually, here's the video of you begging me to come back to where she's actually ripping Florence Pugh. And I'm Team Florence Pugh. I'm always going to be Team Florence Pugh. I've been a Florence Pugh fan for years. And I, you know, yeah, so I'm Team Florence. And seeing that was just one of those where it's like, I'm almost getting the feeling that if I support that movie, I'm supporting a very hostile work environment. Because the actress that's the star of it isn't even going to be doing press. And there's a lot of rumors and a lot of talk of her and Olivia do not get along. And then that video comes out and it's like, oh, you know, there seems to be a lot of truth to what 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 Pew's been putting out there, which is it was not a good work environment. And she's a bit of a snake. And yeah, that's that's where I'll leave that. So I'm I'm kind of starting to get to that point. But where I was at prior to going off on that little tangent for Don't Worry Darling is it's just the summertime lull. Uh, we haven't really gotten any new exciting movies out. The box office has been really honestly a historic low right now. I'm not fully surprised. We are still, as I say, we are still in a pandemic. It's not over over even though guidelines and it seems like it's over. It's still out there. COVID's still a thing. It's still disrupting life and, and the flow of everything out there. We're not back to pre-pandemic lifestyle fully yet. We're trying to get there. We're not there. So I'm not fully shocked that the box office is struggling. But more specifically, there really hasn't been offerings of late. And at this time of the year, there traditionally isn't. But right now, it really feels like there's an extra lull. Because I, I would say usually there's an August sneaker. Uh, yeah, I'll call it the sneaker. I was going to say sneaker, but I was like, that's like a, 
that's a sneaker, but a sneaker film that comes in like, you know, ready or not. There's traditionally that one August film that comes out that's like nobody really bet on, but is really, really good. Maybe that's Bodies, 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 but that had such a weird rollout that I didn't even realize it was playing at my Regal yet because it said it was out and then it wasn't playing at Regal and then it said it was coming out the next weekend and then it wasn't playing at my Regal. And then I just stopped looking and then I happened to look to see if Bullet Train was still playing and it was like, you can see Bodies, Bodies, Bodies as well. And I was like, oh, that's finally here. Cool. So it's been a really weird lull right now at the box office. Uh, but yeah, there is there is a list of films that I want to see. So no review this week. Hopefully we'll get some reviews to you uh, again real soon. But until next time, thank you all so much. Oh, and make sure you check out the link. Uh, you can uh, actually get... Uh, subscription right now, Amazon Music. You can get a free subscription by using Haunters Pod, our promo code. I actually have that link uh, in the show notes. So if you go, you click that link, you can get signed up and get a free uh, free trial for Amazon Music, which I really do love Amazon Music. Uh, you can listen to your favorite podcast. This podcast, Haunters, all the shows on uh, this network or on Amazon, but also just if you want to listen to some tunes as well. And we're entering the spooky season, so you know if you want to listen to Muse, you make me feel like it's Halloween on repeat, now's the time to do it. Get signed up. Click in the show link below. So thank you all so much. Peace and love. 